I came out to the Jewish community first because to me, they are my family. Mm -hmm. um, I converted, so I wasn't raised there. Um, and basically, the only real questions I got was, how do you spell Charlie? I want to get it spelled right. And so incredible. That's yes, amazing. It was very accepting. They took me um, to Wall Lake to do uh, mikvah, which is kind of like a ceremonial soul cleansing type thing. So I go under the water three times. And the third time I come back up, I came back up as Charlie instead of my previous person. So and it was amazing. Wow. So, <laughs> that is so beautiful. And yesterday I got to be the one to carry the Sefer Torah around the room for everybody. So, which is normally something in traditional communities, the man is the one that does that. Wow. So I got to do that yesterday too. Charlie. So, that's amazing. Yeah. So tell me why the Jewish community is so incredibly accepting and um, share a little bit about that. They are a reform movement, which is definitely a little bit more, uh, I guess, liberal at times than some of the other, than other com religious communities. Um, they also, um, the word and whatnot for God can be masculine, but the presence of God is feminine. Mm -hmm. So it really is both. Um, there That's are really cool. six different genders in the Talmud. Welcome back to Becoming Visible Trans Stories. I'm Susan and I'm joined by Jack today, my co-host. And we are going to be chatting with Charlie. Charlie is from Sioux Falls and their pronouns are they, them. Jack, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it means to be non-binary? Thanks, Susan. The term non-binary is used to describe someone who doesn't identify as being masculine or feminine, and they often use they, them pronouns. So welcoming Charlie back to the podcast. Um, <laughs> many of you will never know the full story, but yeah, I had some technical difficulty that was all my fault. <laughs> It's okay. It happens. Yeah. Got a little technology. Yeah. Well, we are re-recording with Charlie, and um, I'm so excited to have you here. So, Charlie, why don't you share um, a little bit about um, yourself, your pronouns? Before we get started, I will um, do a trigger warning. Um, we'll be talking a little bit about sexual assault. Yep. And so if you're not in a good space to hear that today, save this podcast for another time. So... With that, I am Charlie. I use they, them pronouns or he, him, basically anything but she, her. So, hey, you is even better. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I um, finally came out essentially when I was about 40. So right after COVID. So um, it took me many, many years to finally come to accept who I am. So and I was closed off to a lot of things in general because of having when I was 10, I was molested. So um, a lot of those memories have been I don't I only remember flashes, not all of it. My brain shut down to mm -hmm. kind of protect me from right. it. Mm -hmm. So um, growing up, there was like before all that, there, when I was a kid, I would try to, you know, find Packer type things to try to be male mm -hmm. and 
I would always do that very secretly in my bedroom and whatnot. So nobody knew. So there was hints and stuff like that. Um, when I was growing up, um, when I was in college, I tried dressing as a man once mm-hmm. in a while. I was pretty happy when I did that, especially since I was living away from my family at the time. But when I dropped out, I kind of had to revert it back to who mm-hmm. I was. So it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've known ever since you were a little kid. Yeah. Um, maybe just didn't have words for it. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even in like my twenties as an adult, I didn't have, couldn't find the language that I was looking for, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you first, um, realize that you connected with the word transgender? Um, Oh, I don't even know. Not until way later thirties or so. Mm -hmm. And then I started kind of accepting some hints, but I still kind of pushed it back. Um, I got married when I was 20 years old and I'm still married. So it's, we've had our like 21st wedding anniversary recently. Wow, so congratulations. not only having to deal with, you know, coming out, but also having to worry about what will happen to my marriage and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff that also put a hold on a lot of stuff. Mm. For sure. So because I think that, it does for a lot of people. Yeah. How has that process been with your spouse? Um, it's been okay. He has accepted and uses all my pronouns and whatnot. So um, he's still, I think, processing a lot of stuff once in a while. But I came out to him and then let him sit with it for like six months or so before I told anyone else. Mm -hmm. So because I wanted him just time for him to kind of process everything. Um. He was in the military for a long time. So if I came out any sooner, it probably would have been a major issue that would have really affected not just us, but his career. Mm-hmm. So um, waiting was probably the best choice, especially mm-hmm. for my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, once he was out, he started opening up a lot more and therefore it was able to accept it pretty mm-hmm. decently. Wow. So, that's great. You had to think about a lot of different scenarios before you could come out. Yes. Yeah. That's and a lot of different, a lot of people, right? Yeah, Not just yourself. You were, yeah. you were trying to take into consideration everybody around you. And yes. How could have really including changed. my daughter as yeah. well. Um, yeah. I still let her call me mom right now because um, she doesn't need to go through any extra stress at school. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of am letting her help guide me and what she needs with it. Mm. Um, she does, you know, call me a man and stuff like that and knows me as Charlie and all that, but just still uses mom, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. So how old is your daughter? Uh, she just turned nine. Okay. So, and how was she when you had to share with her about your authentic self? Um, she did it in her own way mm-hmm. of, okay. And then moved on to playing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it took her a lot more time to kind of slowly throughout time ask questions and understand. Mm -hmm. So, but now it's just kind of another fact of life. Right. So, right. um, We got some like books and read them to her to help understand and whatnot as well. So, super helpful. Yeah. Sounds like you really thought this through a lot before you. Yeah. I had a therapist also help me with, you know, how to handle it with Abigail Yeah, because it's like, uh, I know some psychological stuff, but not enough to, Mm -hmm. you know, 
deal with this. So it's like, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm getting someone who can That's very help. smart. That's mm-hmm. very smart. So. Yeah. And help also with Rob as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It affects their life, not just mine. Right. And when you have, you know, all these things about yourself internally, but you're mm-hmm. slowly sharing who you are with people. Sometimes it takes people a while to catch up mm-hmm. with, yeah. with like you're ready. Everything. You're ready to just go, oh, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Do it. Because and- <laughs> then it's like, why is this so sudden? Why suddenly now? It's yeah. like, it's not. It's not sudden. It's like, been well, years, but. <laughs> let me. Take you back to when I was a little elementary schooler. <laughs> yeah. I've mentioned things to like my best friend as yeah. well um, about, you know, certain quirks that I had growing up. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I see it now. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> so I know that you're very involved in your faith community. Yes. And I would love to have you share a little bit more about that. Um, I am actually on the board at Mount Zion Congregation, uh, the Jewish synagogue here in town. Um, Yesterday, we just had Yom Kippur. So if I start getting really, really tired, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long few weeks. Probably lots of things getting ready for the celebration. Yeah, because it's the high holy day. So it's not just one holiday. It's like multiple all lumped into one. So, yeah. So you are busy. Yes, I finally got <laughs> unbusy last night. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, I came out to the Jewish community. They were, I came out to them actually before my family. My my family is really just my husband's family. I really don't have any, so I came out to the Jewish community first because to me they are my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I converted, so I wasn't raised there, um, and basically. The only real questions I got was, how do you spell Charlie? I want to get it spelled right. And so. Incredible. That's amazing. It was very accepting. They took me um, to Wall Lake to do a mikvah, which is kind of like a ceremonial soul cleansing type thing. So I go under the water three times. And the third time I come back up, I came back up as Charlie instead of my previous person. So, and it was amazing. Wow. So. That is so beautiful. And yesterday, I got to be the one to carry the Sefer Torah around the room for everybody. So, which is normally something in traditional communities, the man is the one that does that. Wow. So, I got to do that yesterday, too. Charlie. That's amazing. Yeah. So, tell me why the Jewish community is so incredibly accepting and... Um, Share a little bit about that. They are a reform movement, which is definitely a little bit more, uh, I guess, liberal at times than some of the than other religious communities. Um, They also um, the word and whatnot for God can be masculine, but the presence of God is feminine. Mm -hmm. So it really is both. Um, There are really cool six Mm -hmm. different genders in the Talmud. So. And I used to have a list, but I don't know how to have it. I have it at home. So I'm going to put it on the show notes for everybody to look at. But yeah, when we talked last time before I didn't record our (laughs) hour long conversation, uh, we talked about the six different um, genders in 
you know, and this is this goes back thousands and thousands of yes. years. And in the beginning, <laughs> kind of almost literally, um, <laughs> they talk about how God created Adam and Eve mm-hmm. and whatnot. And at one point it does say, and that he created them mm-hmm. um, when talking about Adam. And so even then they're using terminology that people think is new, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's mm-hmm. ancient terminology. Yeah. So, um Oh, we have a little visitor. (laughs) Hi. Hi, little moth. How did you get in here? (laughs) I'm glad I love moths. Otherwise, I would be like, hello. See, I have have one tattooed on me. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah, it really likes you. Yeah. I'm going to hang out by Charlie. Okay. (laughs) I made a friend. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I don't know where we were. <laughs> um, yeah, just about the whole use Genders. of they and them mm-hmm. and how yeah. old the terminology really is. And people yeah. think it's new and it's like, no, it's not. Even Shakespeare, Chaucer, they all used it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it baffles me that people can't wrap their minds around it, to be mm-hmm. honest. Are you, like, are you from South Dakota originally? Yes. Okay, so you've. We're born and raised here. You've lived here your whole life. Almost, yes. Okay. I lived right. down in Georgia for 13 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting experience at times. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at just, there's a sweatshirt that I saw somebody wear like several years ago that said, God is non-binary. Yes. And... It got me thinking, like, what is, what is this? What does this mean? And, you know, like, we can use the the masculine for God the Father and the feminine mm-hmm. for God our Mother. Mm-hmm. And just, like, when you're talking about, like, a, a being, like, there is no gender in a no. being. And if he made all of us in his image, wouldn't that make everybody not just specifically one or two genders? Mm. Because, I mean, there are people who are born differently. And yeah. so it's yeah. like, wouldn't they be in his image too? Mm-hmm. So it. I'm so glad you've had such a good experience with your faith community. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't hear that very often. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. It's like I ended up coming out and ended up doing more work at my Mm-hmm. at my synagogue because <laughs> I started becoming happier and more involved and suddenly it's like instead of I got almost the opposite experience most people get yeah so I'm you very, came out and now you're like having great experiences yeah, in your community yeah, instead of my, the other way around yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful so before I came out though I was very I mean part of it was you know the depression that I had yeah. and whatnot so once I came out I was happier i was mm-hmm. more outgoing mm-hmm. um i used to be <laughs> beyond pessimist mm-hmm. and now i can come at things from more optimistic mm-hmm. point of view luckily mm-hmm. so and a lot of times you know somebody like me like a cis person i don't understand the kind of internal trauma that you're going through every day of your life when you're not living as your authentic self and that depression and that anxiety and all the things that come with that has to be so incredibly challenging just to get through a day. Yeah. 
I call it basically, it's like you're drowning with nothing to hold on to. Oh. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant, you know, fight for something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And even after you come out, you're then you're you're kind of fighting another battle, right? With you know, yeah, I kind of there's a lot of anxiety around around that process too. So. Yeah, there's there's some, but honestly, the anxiety from that to me was worth uh, it. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, the anxiety I had beforehand, I don't think I would have survived it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm glad whereas you're still now here. I can easily yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And even if I'm having like a bad day, it's like, okay, what do I have to look forward to? What is the next thing I have to look Mm -hmm. forward to? Even if it's like small, like sitting down and watching a favorite movie with my husband, Mm -hmm. look forward to that. Get through to that. It's a very optimistic um, approach. Yeah. Just find whatever light you can at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So, Whereas before when you were dealing with all of these things, was there much of a light? No. No, it was one minute to the next and hoping I could get to that next one minute. Yeah. It was not easy. Mm -hmm. So. How do you feel um, you came to that moment of saying, you know what, either either I need to do this or I might not survive this? Um, Or maybe that wasn't your moment. Um, my moment was basically watching a TV show mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone on there said like, what happened to them was no more than what happened if they were attacked by a rabid dog. Um, and for some reason, I let that sink in for some, I don't know why. And because I was thinking about my attack and I let myself get angry with them mm-hmm. instead of what everybody else had told me, which was forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't working for me. I let myself be angry and then moved on. I felt like the world lifted off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. It felt like I could think straight for the first time um, and start accepting myself. It was just like one moment onto the next, onto the next and figuring things out. So, Mm -hmm. and then accepting it for myself and then realizing it's like, okay, if I go back to who I was, I'm not Mm going to survive. I need to talk to my husband. And so I talked to him. I'm like, let's sit on this for a while. Let's get some therapy because I'm very much a person who it's like never deal with it on your own. Mm-hmm. So did that. And very we were smart. Is there anything more about your journey that you'd like to share with us? Um, uh, just um, a lot of more details I talk about on my podcast as well. I do take some episodes to discuss it. And you can actually hear my husband talk about it from his point of view on there, too, mm. a little bit. So That's incredible. That's I thought that your podcast was like about horror films. Yes, we did. It was a <laughs> horror film. It was the Hannibal Lecter TV series that I was watching that had me have my breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down and podcasted the whole Silence of the Lambs thing, taking it from one to the other, the whole, mm. like, wow, all the movies, the TV shows. And we took some time to discuss that scene and what it did and why we're doing this, because there is some stuff in there that can actually help a lot of people. And um, the writer of it who wrote it is an actual um 
psychiatrist himself. And for that scene, he used actual psychiatry terms and terminology and everything. So that is why it turns out I found it so impactful because Mm -hmm. before then, no psychiatrist I had seen had actually said, it's not your fault. Sometimes you find help in the most unexpected ways. But it was all written by an actual psychiatrist. So I tried to credit it more to the writer than to the character. (laughs) Right, right, right. So That is awesome. Well, we will link that podcast in our show notes as well. That's very cool. (laughs) Um, I think it's really great that your husband is able to share a little bit about how he dealt with it and you know, just yeah. how that worked for you all. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage is a big, big thing and, and it's hard work. Yes. And it's a lot of compromise. Oh, yeah. 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 Forever, right? Yes. We're always, we're, and I think people are always changing, not necessarily in big ways that maybe we have as far as transitioning and, and things like that. But I think if you really think about it, you know, we're always changing in and growing. And so I think that's really cool that he was able to, to change and grow with you and, yeah. and help you through this process. It's amazing. Yep. Yep. I don't know what would have happened if he wasn't it's able scary, to do right? that. I don't want to like, think about it. Yeah. So it's scary. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And- yep for being willing to come back in and share your story (laughs) again again no problem (laughs) you are so gracious they're like if it happens again though (laughs) they're just gonna bring their own equipment and be like i will just record it for you (laughs) thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to spend with us you can find out more about our organization at transformationprojectsd.org and on all the socials at SD Transform Proj, like P-R-O-J. If you have questions, thoughts, or opinions, or have someone in mind who may like to share their story with us, email us at podcast at transformationprojectsd.org. If this episode has been helpful to you in any way, we hope that you'll share it with those in your circle. There are so many great resources available if you happen to be struggling with suicidal thoughts. You can head to thetrevorproject.org or you can call and text 988 and you will be connected to trained counselors that will listen, understand how your problems are affecting you, provide support, and connect you to the resources needed if necessary. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week.